I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Not good morning, but hey, Ben. (laughs) Good morning to you, though. (laughs) How's it going? It's going good. Things are pretty busy for me. Um, How's it going for you? I am pretty tired this week. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Having some mild panic attacks because of my day job <laughs> um, yeah i saw you tweeted about that you're not getting treated very well maybe or, or just getting overworked yeah it's just a little too much too much workload right now so we had this crazy deadline pulled up from december to like in two days <laughs> um mm. and there is no way around it like i can't even blame my employer for it because it's like it's a project that is funded by the state by the government so um they actually check the website and the project for feature completeness so if 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 a feature is lacking and you had that in the original offer they just won't pay that percentage of the entire price and then you just don't get paid for it (laughs) um or they might actually pull the entire funding so you don't get paid anything so what? yeah and they like they didn't really understand that this checking of the feature completeness will be at the same point where the invoice has to go out so that just moved the entire deadline two months <laughs> oh i see and there was no real way around it and we were far from you know like done so i kind of had to pull this off in like it was actually kind of impossible but <laughs> well we we faked a couple of things here and there but it kind of worked. <laughs> so you're able to to get through that. Like you guys apparently got that somewhat yeah. done for them. Yeah. The the thing is, when you say you guys, both of my developer colleagues were actually in ho- on holiday that that week. <laughs> so it was just oh, me. No. <laughs> that was the bad oh, thing wow. about it. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's over now, and I still gotta gotta finish some other projects that are kind of on a tight deadline, but. It's getting better. <laughs> yeah. So did you like work late hours then? I did actually not do that. I also took my Fridays and I'm kind of proud I did because, <laughs> because I just didn't let me, like I just didn't let that ruin my Fridays. Um, so that was kind of good. I, I mean, if I, you know, like if, if I had to do it, I would probably have done it, but I could just finish it on time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound pretty crazy. Uh, so, with that being said, did that affect? <laughs> I mean, obviously that affected your life. Did that affect being able to get anything else done? Um, so this week I missed getting up at five o'clock twice because I kind of had to manage my energy levels a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's all right. And apart from that, I actually got a lot of stuff done. Um, just today finished the password resets for tiny log um i made some good progress there I actually finished some of the topics uh stuff there and i've got a neat idea how to move this whole thing forward and like add a little bit more of a of a single player mode to it <laughs> um by allowing outside mm-hmm. blocks through rss i'm s- still thinking about it but that could be kind of cool so that you can just pull in blocks that you would follow anyway um, and have that mm. be like, you know, like, uh, 
kind of presented in a nice way, like the way Tiny Lock would present other blocks as well. Um, so yeah, just uh, just a thought there. But um, yeah, I did get a lot of stuff done there. Um, and I, I I also sent this one tweet you probably saw, like thinking about quitting the day job and just or or like taking a long break, you know, like not even quitting yeah. it maybe, but taking like six week six months off and just just focusing on product. That would be kind of cool. Um, ma mainly triggered by my, you know, like being annoyed with the current situation there. <laughs> yeah. And being a little underpaid for what I'm currently doing there. <laughs> and yeah, I, I also... Seems like a lot of people had uh, responses to that. Yeah. I mean, I made, I made a poll out of it and it was like 90% out of 200 votes who said, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, most people yeah. were pretty supportive of that. But I mean that that would require some serious planning, I guess. Like if I want to keep that job, I would have to take like unpaid time off, and then you know like have the option to go back to it at some point. Um, so yeah, that would. Yeah, just... I mean, I think most most you know entrepreneurs and bootstrappers, you know, people online in this, pretty much everyone's gonna say go for it, you know, because that's what we all want to do. Like that's kind of that's like the dream for everybody. So it's like of course <laughs> of course ninety percent is going to vote that way <laughs> yeah but yeah, they're not yeah. thinking about the details of how, what do you need to do to make that actually yeah. work or whatever yeah and what if it does not work out like what are you going to do right <laughs> <laughs> right so it's a little more complicated than just just doing it i guess but i do have the savings and i i at the same time started exploring like what 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 would i do if i did not have that job right now what would i do if i wouldn't get back to it and tweeted like hey would you hire me like for anything really like what what would you hire me for basically <laughs> uh, and that actually resulted in a in a bunch of dms um and so what resulted from that is that i started teaming up with kevin conti and i'm working on software ideas right now like revamping the uh, the landing page and integrating with uh convert kit and stuff like that um and th that was pretty interesting to see like just this one tweet getting me like five conversations and I actually had to turn down like three of them <laughs> like I can't, I can't work on on all of that at the same time right um mm -hmm. but it was just interesting to see that I could actually get some work and like this is the first time ever I'm actually doing freelance work and I'm enjoying that pretty much <laughs> um yeah it's more fun than I expected actually like it's I mean, Kevin was pretty relaxed about it. He's like, you know, just, you know, just go and do your thing, you know, like <laughs> just own the entire thing and um, go ahead and just do it. Um, so it, it kind of feels like it's my project at the same time and I'm getting paid for it. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like that, you know, if you did more consulting contractor work, like I feel like those would be the kind of gigs that you would want where the person kind of knows you or like they trust you so much that basically they say, I trust you to make whatever decisions yeah. to build out the roadmap, to build this thing, kind of how you think is best. And I'm not even going to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool kind of project. Yeah, that's pretty perfect. <laughs> So that was that was easy to say yes to, and um, yes, yeah, so I'm doing that on the side as well, <laughs> adding more projects to the, uh, you know, time for it. <laughs> um, at the same time, Playgroup did get some 
some good signups over the last weeks. So I got 15 or 16 signups in 13 days. I think that's a nice. first, like more than one per day. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's actually I looked at the numbers and when people sign up and it's still growing. Like it's actually going up. Like there are more signups coming in um, over a shorter period of time. And people actually reached out this time, like with this wave of signups, people um, like the most requested feature right now that I get via email is probably OAuth. Like people want to be able to, let's say, just sign up with Slack or Twitter. And that's mm -hmm. something I actually think I could pull off fairly easily because it's Laravel behind it and they have those connectors for it. So it's not that that much of, of development work to do. Um, I mean, it's not it's not there right now, but I can actually tell people, hey, it's kind of on the, on the roadmap. Um, so that's that's good. Yeah. I like seeing that people are still signing up and it's it's kind of working with the um, with the website redesign that I did there. Um, you can actually see that kind of going up in the search console and everywhere like people are actually finding it more than they did a month or two ago that's that's pretty cool to see and i'm still more in the you know like more in the relaxed backseat mode with playgroup right now um yeah but i'm probably going to build a couple more features in the next weeks as well there so i have two ideas basically um, I think I already mentioned that on the show at some point, like I want to do this little onboarding video where the, the owner of a, of a community can actually like upload or link to a little intro video that people who sign up will see, because I think that's mm. like one point that is often neglected when new people come on board. Like there are intro threads, which are kind of cool. Um, but having this like little personal note from the creator of the community, that's, that's pretty cool, I guess. And. I think that's lacking in other platforms as well. And you you certainly don't get yeah. that with Slack and other tools that are kind of kind of abused for communities. <laughs> right. Yeah, so just make like a really nice onboarding experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For new users to a community. Yeah, that's I like that. That sounds like a good a good good thing. What what is the other kind of feature you're thinking of? Um probably so I have two. One of them is basically going with the OAuth idea because I'm hearing that over and over again. Um, so especially if I just focus on Slack for now, like just go with one of them and then say, hey, you can, you know, like auth with Slack. And that kind of ties into the second idea, which is extending the Slack integration so people can save threads over to Playgroup. Um, and they, they kind of tie into each other because if you have signed up with Slack, I know which email to map your user from Slack to, right? And I can actually like map those comments from a thread to the, the comments in Playgroup, which I cannot oh, do yeah. if the accounts are not linked, right? So if you use two different email addresses, but you're the same person, there is no way to know that. <laughs> um, Ooh, yes, this is interesting because I'm actually doing this with support man as well. Oh, um, so maybe we can talk about this. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm linking support man or I'm, I'm linking Slack accounts to intercom accounts and I currently do it via email, right? Yeah. Like, like you're saying, um, there are cases <laughs> where <laughs> the emails don't match up. Yeah. So what are you doing? What, <laughs> comparing so what profile doing pictures? <laughs> What'd you say? So what you do instead, compare profile pictures? <laughs> <laughs> Close. Uh, yeah, it's actually, I do it manually right now. So oh. 
Um, basically, if ever I have a big team sign up, you know, I basically have a script that's going on in the background that's going to connect the accounts and create a user in the database and have the intercom email, Slack email. And basically, I just check every time I have like a big team or something and see like, did their emails, did they get connected? Oh, yeah. And if not, I'll go in and and like clone some of the database and like add them manually. Ah, (laughs) Like literally, I'm doing it like that right now. But that's Um, easy for you to do. I I can't do that, man. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, you'd probably have hundreds of people. (laughs) Yeah, especially like like just imagine Justin and Mega Maker like sending over like 10 threads per hour <laughs> and and you have yeah. to map all the people in every thread that would like i can't do that <laughs> right but what you could do and this is what i'm do i'm gonna do next and I, I do need to build this out soon just to save myself some time um and so it's definitely one of the automated things i need to build is basically i'm going to you know try to connect as many accounts as i can and then of the ones left over I'm going to message them in Slack and be like, hey, uh, basically, which which one of these intercom accounts are you? Yeah. <laughs> and just have like the list of the ones that weren't connected and have them just select theirs. So then I just basically, you know, tell them like, hey, we can't connect your data with intercom for, for your user or for your account unless uh, you, you know, select this. And so then hopefully I can get the whole team to kind of set that up and then that will then connect them that way i mean i could do some other kind of smart things like you know look at their their names and try to like see which ones are the closest (laughs) just try to like make it easier and be like hey i think this one's yours but can you confirm that that's not gonna work man (laughs) yeah um but yeah that's kind of the plan i think i think it should be good um i mean most teams you know it's like 10 people so it's like they they're selecting an email out of like 10 people where with yours i could see that being i yeah maybe that could be harder with a lot of people yeah i actually thought about going with the names as well like as a fallback if the email doesn't match but it's not working at all because there are like 10 people with the same name and you're just like okay well (laughs) that's kind of bad (laughs) like he didn't say that but now he did and no that's not working (laughs) so what what i thought of is kind of similar so i thought that in playgroup um i I, different thought before i say that like honestly i think this is a hard problem and more people have that and you could probably spin that off into a whole nother project or product honestly you could probably go and be like like save your threads from like make it the threadsaver.com or whatever and just (laughs) just have like an integration (laughs) with slack which just saves your threads and you can just search them somewhere else just so they are basically preserved for eternity Ooh, a spin-off, I like it. Um, that could be a product, honestly. I, I see that a lot. Like, a lot of people have that problem. Well, you could make it really smart, too. Like, I don't know, add some AI magic and, like, <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> like, you're connecting all this stuff. That, that could, be, that could cool. be big for people, maybe. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't have enough projects to work on, so I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to say was the way I was planning to do that is, like, have this integration basically sent over the thread and then map every user to the user and playgroup via email address. And those who can't be mapped, they will just stay anonymous, but they will be like in the back of my head, basically like saved somewhere else on the database. They will be like, hey, that's the email address of the person in Slack. And then in playgroup, I will have this little overlay when you log in that basically asks you to connect your account to Slack. 
So if it's not the same mm-hmm. email address, then after a time, hopefully when people all have logged in at some point and have connected their accounts, Playgroup just knows all of the accounts and all of the connections, and then it's just full circle. But that can take some time. And until then, some of the comments that will be pushed over from Slack will probably just be by anonymous, which like there is no easy way to solve that unless I give, I mean, I could give an admin the option to, to choose who said that. But then it's manual again, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, and it would be manual in the onboarding process too, right? Like like them connecting their, their account if their email didn't match, right? Yeah, which, I mean, like, that's, I could that's see probably easy, but yeah. Maybe what you could do is you, you know, you add these anonymous messages and there's a little section like where it's like, like a button a user could click like is this you and someone can be like hey i said that and then they click that and then you know maybe the maybe it just automatically sets them to be that anonymous user or you know you could have the the moderator like accept it or something like because they could check it probably yeah so i don't want to let people just pick like oh i said that because like then it you know like you could still get some false results from that um, but mm-hmm. yeah, gi- like giving giving moderators the option to just say or like decide, hey, that's like Ben said that it's Ben who said it. Um, that that could work. Um, I I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to Justin how he imagines that to to work. But he he'll probably just say like, oh, just, just automate it, <laughs> which I totally understand. Like I want to see it work like, like just work right. That would be perfect. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, let's see. So, anything, anything else that you're working on? No. I, so, with Tiny Log, um, I have a question. Oh, you yeah. know, where are you? Yeah, remind us where you're at with that. Like, are you, have you opened it completely? Like, there's users using it now, or how's that? Yep. How's that? So, going? there are three paying users right now, um, who all have an account right now. So, they they looked inside it. They gave some feedback requested the password reset feature <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're kind of clicking around still kind of looking around and um, I have not opened it up to the public yet but I want to be done with that or like have it have it done end of the month so still two weeks to go feeling good about that I think that's doable um, and right now what I'm doing inside the application is basically just reducing stuff, revisiting stuff, like making the design easier <laughs> in some parts because I kind of went overboard with it, um, trying to make it easier to navigate here and there. And then it's it's almost done, to be honest. Then I probably just need to, um, you know, like spend some more time on the actual marketing page where you sign up and everything. But I also have a pretty neat sign-up flow done already, which I can then just put on that site. Um, so it's in a pretty good state, to be honest. And uh, newsletter sending is working. Um, and once it's out, I can then, uh, you know, take care of more themes or other stuff people see that is, that that is not working. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so are those couple users that you have, are they, are they actually like wrote their first like post or is that like, if they wrote a post, could other people then see that? Yep. So two of them wrote a post, but it was just like, you know, they were just kicking the tires so far. So they <laughs> like, they didn't really write an article there. 
Um, but they also told me they're kind of still waiting for it to be like, you know, like to open up and be like the final thing. <laughs> um, mm, yeah. Uh, which makes, makes sense. total sense like you know like i probably won't kill the production database right now but <laughs> you never know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> cool well, that sounds good i mean yeah i'm just trying to think how you're working on all these different threads at the same time <laughs> that that's to get overwhelming sometimes yeah i i mean it is actually pretty manageable until your day job escalates in a way <laughs> like that was just a little too much for me over the last days. Um, and I wish I could just get rid of it and just work on the side projects because I think the amount of side projects is actually doable right now. Um, but then at some point your energy levels are what really holds you back at a certain point because if you have to give it your all at the day job and you're really exhausted you probably won't have the energy to work on on whatever anymore you probably just want to sit down and you know like <laughs> drink coffee or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's interesting I guess like the idea of working on like a couple of different projects or like small things rather than you know the the normal advice is to put all your focus into one product yep um i think kind of where i'm at like <clears throat> if i had more time to spend on something else like like i still have more to do with support man for sure but like i think at where i'm at like i i think it would almost make more sense to like basically make a couple small bets like little products that aren't like a huge products kind of like mini sasses and yep. just being like trying a couple and kind of see if one you know kind of takes off more than the other yeah um i don't know i think there's just maybe more learning i mean it's it's a different kind of learning right like you're kind of diversifying your learning across some different uh, markets and topics that maybe it's it's kind of like the exploration phase right like i don't know if you've ever heard of the advice of like you explore kind of when you're younger and when you're learning, like you explore lots of options. And then once you find like the good options, then that's when you exploit and you keep exploiting the, the, the good options you found. Um, and that's like kind of a, uh, yeah, it's like kind of a good way to think about it. And so like for me, since, you know, I'm, I'm younger, kind of starting out these early sasses, like I like that idea of like trying a couple of things and just like making some small bets on some things and then later making more of a big bet of like, oh, I'm going to go all in on this really big SaaS, like this really big problem where like I just like the less riskiness of starting something smaller right now. And so well, that allowing you to maybe work on a couple things, I don't know, that's I like that idea. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I can, I can see what I can, I can kind of agree with what you're doing, I guess. Um <laughs> So I'm nodding all the way. People can't see that, but that's exactly what I'm thinking right now. Like I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket, basically, and trying trying different things. And what that actually did for me is that I'm more relaxed about playgroup not taking off like crazy, <laughs> um, and I'm also more relaxed about tiny log maybe not taking off right away. But it kind of did because of the three users early on. But um, it's just what you described, basically just trying to explore more ideas. And I could actually imagine like if Tiny Log in six months from now doesn't really 
like doesn't make it to 10 users by then i'd probably just shut it down like there is no reason for me to just keep going with it i guess but i did learn something from it which is build in public um and also what i did um with with uh software ideas from kevin right now i basically set up this little page <laughs> called modest software solutions which was like this tongue-in-cheek one-man agency website um where i'm basically sharing the process of building software ideas a little bit as well um and that that actually got a bunch of clicks on there um <laughs> so, so yeah just diversifying a little bit and trying different things and actually that that for me just made the entire thing a little bit more fun again um not being so focused on selling playgroup and not so f being not being so focused on just making the money with it and seeing where it goes and positioning it the correct way but just having like this second or third thing and just jumping around a little bit but still producing good work hopefully <laughs> um yeah that yeah. just also made it more fun for me yeah i i feel like i am supposed to push back a little bit <laughs> um <laughs> push away well at least what what were you saying you're saying that if tinylog didn't get 10 users you would stop it or, or at what point are you thinking yeah i think if it doesn't get 10 in like half a year like let's okay. say mid 2021 i'd probably stop working on it because there are alternatives okay. out there um, yeah i mean yeah i could see like you wanting to get past that milestone i so the, the the thing i feel like i i should push back on is <laughs> like i don't know just like it yes making businesses is fun and it should be fun but like <laughs> i think there are hard parts to it and for us like i think the selling is probably the hard part or the part we don't like as much and i think like we need to be aware of that that you know we we will have to sell our stuff to eventually make <laughs> profitable businesses and we're going to have to just like grind through that even if we don't like parts of that because you know if it ends up that we're just starting lots of products and never actually <laughs> selling them and like getting them to be profitable or like you know kind of doing the the secondary parts that are needed to make a a successful business then and in some ways then we would be you know, not pushing far enough to get to that point, or, or maybe maybe it would be wasting some time um, if we don't do that. So I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't think that was necessarily what you were saying, but like I think we should be careful of that, basically. Yeah, I mean, I agree with like the big picture, like don't give up too early. But like saying ten users in six months, I'm already at three right now, so that's adding like seven. And it is right, not yeah. B2B, right? So this should be like this this trend of people signing up and getting them in, in the in the boat should be a little quicker. Um yeah, so it's yeah. it's just a goal, you know. Like I'm I might be right, here right. like in March and be like it's seven users <laughs> and not ten, so I probably wouldn't kill it. <laughs> um but that's like just just like this little goal basically where i where i might consider like is it worth it or should i just try something else yeah i mean like for me with support man i know i know there's some like bigger levers that i haven't really even tried pulling yet like basically like reaching out to a lot of people 
um, ha- having my current users share it and like asking them to and like things like that where it's like I think those could be there could be some positive um, return on investment from some of those things and I haven't even had the time to get to it yet so it's like I just feel like I can't say oh this isn't working yet until I've tried some of those things and obviously you can't try everything but like I don't know especially some like marketing kind of salesy things that may be able to push the the ball forward like I feel like I need to try some of those things before saying that like it's not gonna work um (laughs) yeah no that's that's not what I meant to say like I'm not just gonna sit here and wait for 10 people to sign up you (laughs) know and if they don't I'll just kill it (laughs) that's not what that's not what I'm planning to do (laughs) yeah that's good good yeah um okay do you have anything else nope i already took up like i like i don't know more than half of the episode i guess that's enough (laughs) yeah no that's fine because i don't have a ton of updates uh i just been really busy with other stuff other than support man the last couple weeks which you Um, can't say i guess (laughs) i mean i know what it is but i'm just yeah well i do have vacation coming up this next week so i'll be gone for a week we're gonna see some friends uh on the east coast we'll be traveling across the country um but yeah so though that'll be fun have a a week to take a break and i'll I'll probably actually do a little more support man stuff during this next week just because i'll have some some (laughs) free time and it will be fun it will be relaxing trust me sounds good (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I did this last week, just kind of like take a look at my metrics and like, look at the data and just like, just trying to like, see what that is just so I can kind of know what to expect going forward. So I thought it'd be interesting to just, you know, be open, transparent, share some of my numbers. People love hearing numbers, so (laughs) I don't really mind sharing. So might as well, might as well share those. (laughs) Um, Okay, so in the last three months, I've had 859 visits to supportman.io. Most of those, I feel like a really big chunk of that, though, was when I had that one tweet go viral. People were basically Mm. just checking out the website. And I actually, I think the majority of these visits are people from Twitter that are not the right kind of customer. They probably don't even use Intercom, you know. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that are checking it out from there, um, that aren't really the right customer, um, which is fine. So it's like, I almost feel like I have to ignore those numbers. Like they don't really mean much, I guess. Yeah. You know, like 286 visits per month, but like most of those aren't qualified, uh, potential customers at all. Um, so I mean, cause most of my customers are actually coming from intercom, um and so one of the ways i can gauge that is because they have literally no analytics on my intercom page which is really annoying Uh, i've asked them multiple (laughs) times for it now i hope maybe they'll eventually add it but uh, i have like a demo video on my intercom page and that has 210 views actually no 174 views of those are from intercom so people visiting the page, you know, there's probably a lot more than who have actually watched the demo, but of those, you know, 175 of them watched the demo on the Intercom App Store. 
So I don't know, it gives me a little idea like how many people are visiting. Not a ton, obviously. And so, you know, all these people coming in mostly from the Intercom App Store. And actually, you know, if someone finds Supportman in the Intercom App Store, they don't even have to visit the Supportman website to become a user. So that's why that those page views um, for Supportman.io are really kind of irrelevant. Yep. Um, but out of that, since, you know, since I started, let's see what I launched May, maybe, maybe, maybe it was early May. Um, I've had 49 trialing users. That's pretty good. So yeah. Yeah. So I've had 49 people start using support man. I mean, there's been probably about 10 of those hardly got through the onboarding, (laughs) Like they didn't, maybe they just connected their intercom account, but not their Slack, things like that, you know? So that, you know, that makes sense. Some people dropped off. And then out of that right now, I have seven, seven paying users and I have two that like just in the last week, like they said they want to upgrade and I'm just like waiting for them to fill out their credit card. So I don't know, you can kind of, you know, seven to nine paying users out of about 50 free trials so that's like a 20 percent conversion rate from free to paid which i feel like is pretty good like obviously those numbers are small like it's a small amount of numbers but like i think the conversion is pretty good so i feel like the the users overall that are coming from intercom are like very like very they're they're very good potential customers right like it's a channel that that creates um customers that are really like more so likely to actually buy this yeah 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 so that's pretty cool i'm i guess i'm happy with those numbers um and and so some ways i feel like uh yeah like i i the next thing is to kind of like pour some more gasoline on the fire like (laughs) maybe you know find another channel explore some other channels see if i can get some more people coming through um like i've i've had a couple of users that are like paying now and they're just like man i've been we've been wanting something like this for forever and intercom's never done anything about it or something like this so i feel like there's got to be more companies that are in that in that space where they're just like they need they would like this solution um, what support man's doing. And so, yeah, I feel like if I can find those companies, you know, I can get, get a few more people on. So, yeah. And so with those seven customers, I'm at 225 MRR right now should be 275 after the other two pay. Um, but yeah, so I guess things are kind of just going along and, um, you know, as I'm a little bit busy right now, just thinking about my next steps to kind of like push things forward. Um, but I think all those numbers kind of also go with, I think this is a small, a small scoped problem, or I guess the ceiling is, it's a low ceiling and basically just making my expectations okay with that. And just like, okay, um, how much work do I need to, put into this to kind of get it to the next level to kind of get it to grow on its own um but yeah otherwise like i think that's cool and i'm good with that like one of the things i've really liked about the business is 
I feel like it, it's, it's a pretty simple tool that doesn't require much support. So I can just kind of have it going on its own. It just kind of works and it just like automatically does things in team Slack. So there's not like much that they really need to know to like, oh, how do I use this product? It just kind of works, yeah. um, which makes it really easy on the support side for me. <clears throat> I did have a new trying user yesterday that like sent an email with like seven things they wanted me to add (laughs) (laughs) so i do have that every once in a while but like you know had to figure out how to if i actually want to do those things or if they actually make sense with the long term or yeah but otherwise like yeah it's really it's 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 a pretty like simple uh small scoped business and I, i like i like it for that reason but yeah I have some thoughts on that because while you were talking, I just scrolled through some of my numbers. Like, and when I say that, I mean, I just opened the database because (laughs) I don't know where to look, but I also have have, (laughs) like my analytics open here and it's probably like four or five X page views from what you get. But the Uh signups is, um, so what I'm thinking right now is that you actually found something pretty good there because uh, from trial to paid is, really good what you what you've got going and if you can increase the trials you you basically won the game there um, <laughs> so so what i have is i think it started at did it start at zero actually so i have 187 um user accounts created over the mm-hmm. entire time since i opened it and that also includes the early access people and there's probably two demo things that could be gone by now. <laughs> so let's remove a couple of those. So it's probably 180 uh, users who've tried it over the... When did I open that yeah. thing up? I don't even know. Um, it should say that here, right? There should be a date there. Uh, it was May, actually. Yeah, first users entered in May. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, for me this is kind of cool to see because I have so much more volume in um, <laughs> in page views, but it's not leading anywhere, right? <laughs> like it's actually a little bit funny because people try it out and then just you know kicking the tires, but at the same time trying different solutions. Like that's what I'm hearing from them, um, and then not deciding for playgroup. And I really need to figure out why that is, I guess, because when you have them in trial. They they are highly likely to convert like twenty percent of them. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, it, like just thinking through that, like one difference between our two markets, I guess, is there's not you know mine's a very small niche market. There isn't like really any competitors. Like there there's definitely other tools they could maybe solve to use this problem, but there's not something as specific to like, Oh, we're sending ratings and nothing, you know, nothing in Slack, um, and showing their data right in front of their team, um, like that. So there's not really, you know, it's really small, but there's also not really any competitors. So there's not really, if, if they try out my product, there's like nowhere else they can really go and be (laughs) like, Oh, we didn't really like this, but we're, we're just going to use something else instead. Um, really my main competitor is just like intercom itself. Like if they, if they're just fine with the default functionality, they'll just stick with that. Um, 
but yeah, for years with Playgroup, it's like there are there's more competitors of like people trying to do very similar things. Um, you know, it's obviously a big market, so that makes sense. So maybe you know maybe that comes in like makes it different because people trying are probably trying multiple things at once. I would guess. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other reasons why why that could be. Um, I mean, I feel like you're so you're in the pro, kind of like the pro consumer space. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's, it's not it's really people. It's in between there. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's single people that are trying to launch a community or whatever. Like, I feel like those kind of people could be more, I think the fickle might be the right word, like <laughs> like switching in between yeah. things. Like they can just change their mind and like move to something else real quick where teams that I'm working with might be more, I don't know, maybe just like, you know, they, they can they choose a solution and then they just kind of stick with it. So maybe that makes more conversion through the trials. I don't know. But yeah, there there could be multiple. There's multiple other differences that probably make it, you know, a conversion rate in one market, transferring that over to another doesn't necessarily mean, it doesn't really mean anything, I guess. Yeah, that's true. No, that's the not what I meant be to so say. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. what I meant to say there. <laughs> but it's interesting to see that, like, the the entire traffic that I'm generating is actually also needed to actually get to the same amount of trials uh, that you're mm-hmm. getting because yours is way more specific and that makes it just easier to grab those people. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it could be my distribution channel that I have, which is basically yeah, just sure. Intercom App yeah, Store, yeah. where if I, if I try some other distribution channels, you know, even, like, cold emails or whatever – it's it's probably very likely that the percentage will be less there. Yeah, probably. Might be worth a try though. <laughs> yeah, I'm planning on trying it. Yeah, I mean, actually, that was another thing I did was basically I'm looking at some different kind of like cold emailing tools that I could use to basically make that process as fast as possible because I don't want to waste all my time searching and sending out individual emails. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, who would do that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that was not a good idea. All right. Well, we should probably wrap this one up. Um sure sure we both have other things we got to get to. Um, but yeah, hopefully this was interesting listeners, um, for you to hear us talk through and, uh, we'll, uh, update you what's going on in future episodes. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.